Hello and welcome to Jonathan's Verdicts. I'm Jonathan Simeone. The title of this episode is Thoughts After Super Tuesday. The verdict for this episode is Bernie Can Still Win. Now, as always, I don't edit these podcast episodes and I don't have a script. They are just a chance for me to talk about what is on my mind. Also, I have been sick, battling a fever uh, and a cold for the last several days, Uh, so my voice may not sound like it normally does, but I wanted to come out and share thoughts today because there's a lot to say. I'm recording this on the evening of Wednesday, March 1st, or 4th, 2020, so Super Tuesday was last night. Uh, And I want to be very clear uh, because it's important when you do things like this to acknowledge uh, when you were wrong. And the reality of it is that South Carolina mattered a lot more (laughs) than I imagined. Uh, Or to be specific, I think. Um, what happened after South Carolina, which took place before I made my last podcast recording, had a lot to do with what happened on Super Tuesday. Um, but before getting into all that, there are a few points, I think, right off the top uh, that I, I think people need to be aware of. Uh, and, and in no particular order, uh, they are this. On all 16 exit polls, the exit polls associated with all 16 states that have voted so far, voters were asked about whether or not they favored Medicare for all or the current system, you know, keeping private insurance. Um, And in all 16 cases, voters chose uh, in the exit polls Medicare for all. Now, of course, we all know these polling questions, how they're phrased and so forth, are subject to interpretation. But I think that does tell us something when every in every state even those states like South Carolina and Alabama that Biden won by more than 30 points even in those states uh Medicare for all was chosen more often than was um private insurance 50 to 44 was the number in South Carolina and so even if you say well the numbers are you know the the polling isn't reliable it still does tell you something, that in every instance it turned out that way. And I'm going to come back to the significance of that later. Another thing that I think really needs to be talked about is that today, with Joe Biden's victory uh, on Super Tuesday being, uh, you know, ballyhooed in the media, uh, the Dow Jones went up 1,173 points, or 
the S&P 500 was up 4.22% today. The leading cause of the stock rally was the pharmaceutical and the healthcare, health insurance industries, the medical industries. Now, those people, for all of their evils, are not stupid. And they are very good at looking out for their own best interest. In fact, uh, we know that, amazingly, uh, they would rather kill people and protect their profits than save lives. Now, some people will say that's harsh, but, but that is actually actually being real. So when their stocks go up by that much because they are thrilled by Joe Biden's success, that tells you something. That tells you a lot. That lets you know that they know that their boy isn't going to do much to rein in their profit. Uh, that certainly uh, a Bernie Sanders administration with a strong Medicare for all commitment, which would have devastated their business, um, is something they just obviously wouldn't like. So they are thrilled by Biden's reported success. The other thing that I think needs to be highlighted is this idea of where we are. Now, I, I, it's a little bit after 7 o'clock Pacific time, to be precise. And I looked at this a little while ago, so who knows what the math is going to show when you listen to this um, later. But when I looked at this a little while ago, including the results from Texas, Biden had a 75-delegate lead in the pledged delegates, which is the delegates assigned based on people's votes. With more than 90% of the vote from California counted, uh, neither Bloomberg nor Warren is meeting the 15% viability necessary to get more than a a scant few or maybe possibly no delegates at all, depending on what happens at the district level. But needless to say, what all that means is if that holds up and Bloomberg and Warren are not viable and Bernie Sanders maintains the pretty robust lead he has over Joe Biden in California, uh, and California has 415 pledged delegates, which is um, 187 delegates more than Texas has. It's 141 delegates more than New York, which hasn't voted yet but has the second most. The point being, if that holds up, um, by the time that the voting is fully counted in California, which could be a week or more because of the the absentee ballots that could have been dropped off yesterday, by the time that's done, Bernie Sanders could very easily have finished Super Tuesday 
with more pledged delegates than Joe Biden. He could very easily make up the 75 delegate difference between the two right now. Now, the media has already, you know, baked it in, calling it a monstrous Biden win. Um, but it may not it may not actually be that big a deal. But here's the thing. Even if Bernie does not have the most delegates, we know it's going to be he you know he's going to make up most of the 75 like this is going to be a razor thin delegate difference uh on the other hand in 2016 after super tuesday hillary clinton led bernie by a few hundred pledged delegates i don't know what the exact number is but it was a huge lead so this is a very different race. Now, again, that, that's not the story the media is telling you. The media is telling you um, that uh, Bernie is, is failing to perform as well as he did in 2016. And by the metrics that determine the nominee, that is simply a falsehood. It is completely false. Um, he is substantially closer and, as I said, quite possibly could actually have the lead um, where he certainly didn't on Super Tuesday, after Super Tuesday in 2016. Uh, now, we, I want to talk about Super Tuesday itself. Um, the one that really got away, obviously, uh, was Texas. That's the one that I really thought Bernie – would win uh, and could really add to delegates that he, he didn't win. Um, and that was the one that was really disappointing. Um, but I think when we talk about what happened, uh, Klobuchar and Beto and um, Wall Street Pete dropping out um, and endorsing Biden, of course, Beto dropped out a long time ago, um, and doing so in Dallas clearly made a difference. And Klobuchar endorsed, or, or excuse me, um, you know, basically telling people in Minnesota vote for Joe and running a last minute uh, commercial for Joe, um, you, that had a major difference in her ability to, or excuse me, in his his ability to win Minnesota, and. You know, as much as there is a lot to like and respect about Elizabeth Warren, the truth is her campaign did a lot of damage to Bernie Sanders yesterday. And if you believe in Medicare for all, if you believe in a more distribution, a better distribution of wealth, that is a very serious problem. I mean, if it wasn't for Elizabeth Warren being in the race, Bernie would have won Massachusetts, uh, Warren's home state. Bernie would have won Maine. Um, Bernie would have won Texas. Uh, you could make a, a case that he could have won Minnesota, and you could make a case that he could have won Oklahoma. 
Elizabeth Elizabeth Warren had, you know, a decent amount to a solid support in all of those states. Now we don't know that every Warren uh, voter would have automatically gone to Bernie. We don't know that, but we do know that. A lot of them would have, and I think in states like Massachusetts, Maine, and Minnesota, um, you know, there's a good chance that that would have turned out to be the case. Um, you know, so I think that that's something that really has to be looked at as we go ahead to states like Washington and Michigan next Tuesday. Um, Elizabeth Warren. If this is really about the policies, uh, has to endorse Bernie. Um, I, you know, obviously, I can't imagine what it's like to run for president uh, and to dedicate your life to something you feel so passionately about for so long and then have to give it up. But the reality of it is, in all the states we've had yet, uh, Elizabeth Warren hasn't even come in second in any state, not even her home state of Massachusetts. Um, she has no, literally no path to the nominee, um, to the nomination. The only thing she could do now is help Joe Biden more than she already has. And I, I hope, I really hope that she can see her way to not doing that. Uh, because I think it would be really problematic um, if Elizabeth Warren continues to uh, strip votes away from Bernie Sanders, like I said, in places like Washington State and Michigan uh, next week and moving forward into other states. And I think that had a more profound effect even on the race than did all the endorsements of uh, of Biden, because you know when you look at the the states, Biden won, um, except for Texas, um, Minnesota, Maine, Massachusetts. Uh, Biden was supposed to win all of the states he won, except for those, um, and in those in Minnesota. Uh, although I think, like I said, I think Klobuchar really turned the tables there. So. Really, the states that flipped that nobody thought Biden was going to win were uh, were Texas, Minnesota, or excuse me, Texas, Maine, uh, and Massachusetts. Those were the big, the big three that Biden got that really nobody could have imagined going into Super Tuesday, and and Warren did have have a disproportionate impact on those races. Uh, so I think that's really when we talk about, you know, how endorsements matter. Um, sometimes the timing of things is really significant. Whether people get out or whether people don't get out really matters. And a, and a final point about the whole idea of Elizabeth Warren. Um, you know, I think where Elizabeth Warren went wrong, truthfully, was what, that she believed the party would, because a lot of people just don't like Bernie, would unify around her. They would say, well, Elizabeth is more agreeable, she's nicer, um, 
you know, she brings more civility. Her people are more civil, maybe. Um, and she brings a lot of the progressive ideals. What Elizabeth, I don't think, realized is that it's not really about Bernie. That is a mirage, a smokescreen. Um, it is about the policies, the corporate elites, the wealthy, uh, and the puppets they control, like the DNC, um, Nancy Pelosi, Jim Clyburn, uh, the, the, the corporate masters were never going to allow their puppets to put in place Medicare for all, to put in place a wealth tax, uh, to put in place uh, a speculation tax on Wall Street that really had teeth to it. Um, that's what this was about. It's about rejecting the policies. They don't want the policies. The talk about Bernie being mean and, and Bernie bros and all that, that's just to deflect from the reality that is the, the democratic establishment cares more about uh, corporate profits and cares more about its wealthy contributors than it does average Americans. And, and Warren just fails to grasp that point. Um, there's a lot more to be said, uh, but I'll save that for another episode. Uh, this one has probably gone on long enough. Uh, and uh, thank you all for listening, and I'll be back soon with another episode of Jonathan's Verdicts.